Microphone check. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Yes, yes, y'all. It's another episode of the First Fridays podcast brought to you by thegodcollection.com. I'm your host, your girl, Ali Don, the goddess MC. And today we are joined by a very special guest named Jesus. Yes, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is always in the house. Now, this is a very different podcast today because I was going through a Bible study series all about the life of a Jesus follower. Shout out to Vance Pittman and Lifeway Church. Something that we were doing over the past several weeks in my church, shout out to The View, we were talking about this series of Life of a Jesus Follower this particular week, or within, within the past two weeks, I would say, we were talking about making disciples and how we're on mission, God's mission to make disciples. And I was asked, what am I doing to make disciples? How am I engaging in God's mission? I had to think to myself, well, if God has a worldwide mission to be known, I have a platform for people to hear worldwide. So how about I use my platform to engage in God's mission? Now, God, he wants us to make disciples by teaching others to watch what he's doing in our lives. And I want to be able to break down a few scriptures that will hopefully connect with God's word and help encourage myself to stay on God's mission and encourage you as well. If you are a believer, you want to join in God's mission, some practical ways about how we can do it. And biblically, just talk about why this is what God wants us to do. Where are we even getting this from? So I want to start with Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And I'm reading from the New Kings James Version. Where it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So that scripture is a way to just set the tone for where this is even coming from. Where is the inspiration to make disciples It got me thinking, okay, well, if God wants us to make disciples of all the nations, and even in verse 20, where it says, teaching them to observe all the things that I commanded you. Okay, so when I'm thinking about teaching disciples to observe everything that God commanded me to do, well, what am I doing that other people can see? Am I living in a way 
that is going to encourage other people to become a disciple, to become someone who wants to learn more about God. And when I thought about that, I was disappointed, a little disappointed in myself, feeling like I disappointed God, like maybe I'm not always being a good representative of how God wants me to be. And then just remembering how I have to give myself grace, you know, because we're saved by grace, because we were born into sin. Jesus died for our sins. And it's because of his grace that we are saved. And just giving myself credit, just knowing that maybe I don't always get it right, but what about those days where I have turned the other cheek? What about those days where I could have turned up and I turned down? When they go low, I could have gone lower in the gutter, but I didn't. I went high. Shout out to Michelle Obama. You know, giving myself grace for those moments. Because I have to hold myself accountable that when people know that you're a Jesus follower, when people know that you love the Lord, they are going to be looking at you different. And it just is what it is. You're a person. I'm a person just like everybody else, but not really, though. You're not really like everybody else. In fact, people are looking for you to be an example. They're looking at you to not be like everybody else, essentially to be a light in the room. So I had to ask myself, okay, am I living a life that would teach other people what God told me? And if I'm being honest with myself, I would say sometimes, you know, That's something that I have to work on. And that's something that I want to ask you too. Like, how is your life modeling what God told you to do? And how attractive is that to somebody who you want to also be a disciple? I think this is a good place too to ask for forgiveness. Because sometimes we just have to forgive ourselves Sometimes we have to forgive other people too, but in in the spirit of giving grace, you know, knowing that God forgives, asking God for forgiveness. God, I'm sorry, like forgive me if I've let you down. Forgive me if I have not always modeled the way for a Christian to be. Forgive me for not being on point. Every day, no matter what, you know, God gives us the strength to resist temptation and we don't always resist, right? And we have to ask God for forgiveness. God, I know you gave me the power to resist and I didn't. God, I know you gave me the power to represent you better than this and I fail. Forgive me. And God forgives. Amen. I want to go into the next scripture. 2 Timothy 2 and 2. It says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So when we're talking about making disciples, that just makes me think of, well, who is able to even be a disciple? Because it's not going to be everybody. You can't save everybody. Everybody don't want to be saved. 
who has what it takes to be a disciple this is something that you have to look and see okay does this person love god do they have a heart for god the way you have a heart for god if you know you have a real heart for god and you care about the righteous things in life you care about what's good and bad what's right and wrong you want to please god who can you see that light in in the people who are around you because this is somebody who can also become a disciple to spread the word to spread the gospel this is somebody who can walk with you in your faith journey to spread the word that's why it's good to go to bible studies that's why it's good to go to church because you'll meet other like-minded individuals that can benefit from growing, can benefit from being around other people who can fellowship with them to encourage them because sometimes we need that. The enemy is trying to get us because he knows that we have a heart for God. The enemy hates it. So we have to stay encouraged and sometimes we have to be around other people. If there's even a scripture that says, don't forsake Getting together, fellowshipping, I'm paraphrasing what the Bible says, but we can't forget about fellowshipping with one another, being with people. We have to do that. There's time for isolation as well to connect with God. And there's also time to be with other people because iron sharpens iron and we need to be with other people to correct us in love. We need to be with other people to help remind us of God's mission just to make us better we don't have to be out here doing this on our own. Share your testimony about what God is doing in your life because that can encourage somebody to do the right thing. That can encourage the right people to do the same thing, to also share their testimony. So you can be intentional about who you choose by encouraging the faithful people around you. Looking inside that, that heart, because God is going to examine our heart. So if we connect more closely with God, we want to also examine the hearts of the people around us. Does this person have a heart for God? Is this person really living for God? Or are they just doing church things, doing religious things? You know, religious things are man-made things. You know, there's certain things that you're doing that are religious practices that aren't really in the Bible. It's just like traditions and stuff that you're doing. It's like, are you doing those things? And are you also growing spiritually? Because you have a heart for God and you want to be better, you want to do better, you want to get closer to him. Notice those folks around you. Because these are disciples. These are people who can walk with you. So who do you know who has the ability to even teach others about God? Because you have to be bold. Not to be some loud mouth, big, boisterous, like you're not doing this for clout. That's the other thing. God is examining our heart. We're not clout chasing, trying to be representatives for Christ because we want some kind of recognition or we want a bunch of followers. I remember somebody said, if you hashtag God, you're going to get all kinds of views on your social media and all that kind of stuff. It's like, this is not why we're doing it. Like God is going to see like, okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> and that's not cool. <laughs> that's not all right that you hashtag God for the followers. And it's not authentic. Right? So we want to make sure that we're talking to the right people who have the right heart for God and keeping ourselves in check along the way and surrounding ourselves with other people who could also 
correct us in love. That's so important because there's going to be people who are trying to correct you, but it's not out of love. They're trying to correct you because they're trying to make you feel bad. They're trying to embarrass you. They're trying to shut you down. You know, and the Bible says that, you know, if we're backslidden, consider ourselves with a spirit of meekness. Correct that person who is backsliding. If you know that they're a believer, they might need that gentle reminder. Hey, you know, what you're doing is not right. Like, let's refocus. How can we get you back on track with doing the things that God wants you to do? You know, how do you want to be told if you're backsliding? Think about that. Keep it in mind when somebody is talking to you. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 4. It says, For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. So this is why making disciples, it it comes from our heart. We have a heart to make disciples. We have a heart to be like God. We have a heart to spread his mission, to spread his word is in our heart. To abide with God, to just be with him, to spend time with him, because we know how powerful and impactful it is in our lives. We know how it can bring peace to our lives. Giving that testimony about what God can do. Let me share my testimony. And I could probably come up with a few, but let me give one testimony of my faith. That I had a a physical illness at one point in time. And I was told that there was nothing that could be done about it. It's incurable. And I just held on to faith one day. I remember I I went to shout out City of Refuge. Marvin Sapp was there. He has a great voice too, by the way. I think I'll play a song by Marvin Sapp. Great voice. He was speaking to the congregation, everybody who was at church that day prophesying, you know, and just talking about a healing. It was so long ago. I can't get into the exact details, but the point about it was he was saying that we're going to experience a healing. Whoever is out there in the congregation who needs a healing from the inside out, there's something going on in your body. I received that, that message that he gave because I knew I was told that I had something going on in my body and there was nothing that can be done about it. And I received that message like, okay, God is a healer and I can believe in him. And I'm receiving this message to be healed on tonight. I felt like what he said spoke to me specifically. And I felt God was speaking to me and he wanted to heal me. I wanted to be healed. I went back and was told that I I got a false positive. That means when I was told I had some kind of illness in my body, turns out that it was false. Because the devil is a liar, right? (laughs) It was false. It was just gone. I had test after test. And I was being told for a couple of years that there was some sickness in my body. They wouldn't be able to get rid of it. And when someone spoke a healing over my life, my body, and I received that, 
to just have faith that God could heal and believing that, things totally turned around and I ended up with a false positive. Multiple times, false positive, false positive. Anytime I'm retested, false positive is confirmed. This is how I know that God heals. That's my testimony. This is why I have a relationship with God. All right, I'm gonna pause right there for a music break and play a song by Marvin Sapp. It's called He Has His Hands on You. Keep it locked right here. You listen to the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look him in the face, and tell him I'm in his hands. Listen. He sees. He sees the tears you cry. And he sheds. He sheds your pain inside. And sometimes. Sometimes you wonder why he, he allows, allows you, you to go, go through what you go. What you go through. Listen. Just know he has his hands on you. That's a good place to slip up those hands and give him some praise. Oh, I can't get no help in here. That's a good place to bless him. Listen, listen to the words. See your day. Even when the sun is up, yes it is, and from the top of your lungs you shout, oh, will there ever, will there ever be a change, what shall, what shall I do, can I tell you one thing, remember, just know he has his hand. Yeah. 
yes, he does, yes, he does. He said, I'll see you through. And when you cry, he's holding you. So you can just, just lift those hands up. He will heal. He will provide. No. Podcast and everywhere you get your podcast, that's exactly where we are. You just heard a song by Marvin Sapp. It's called "He Has His Hands on You," and I was playing that because I was sharing my testimony about faith. I don't know if I would have had the same result if I didn't go to church that day, or if I just didn't believe in God, didn't have faith, didn't expect God to heal me. I don't know if I would have had the same result or not. I don't know no other way. Because I did have faith. I was there that day. I did believe in God. So that's all I know is that things turned around for me. Is that level of faith that brings me peace, that gives me hope? You know, the Bible says, you know, this peace that passeth all understanding. Like sometimes having a peace in mind and, and you don't even understand why you're at peace right now. People around you, like they don't understand how you, how you can even have peace right now. Like, do you see what's going on around you? Do you see what's happening in the world? How can you be at peace? It's the ability to abide with God, being 
being with God, it's like you're in a whole nother realm. It's like you're covered and protected. It's like you're in a bubble with God. It's like you're, you're in the world. You're aware of what's going on, but you're not of the world. Like you're not concerned about these worldly things that everybody is all turned up about. You're, you're somewhere else thinking about godly things and you're still operating in the world, but you're not doing the same things that everybody else in the world is doing. I remember there was a time where I was a part of these prayer calls. Every week we had these prayer calls and there were different people from various parts of the country just checking in, letting us know what they were doing and where they needed prayer. There were some individuals in China and they were working to save babies who were discarded in the ocean. So this is how I was spending. I want to say it was probably about Friday nights or maybe even Saturday mornings. I was spending this time praying for people who were rescuing babies from the ocean. People who didn't want their children. They would throw them onto the beach and let the ocean waves take them away. And there were people serving God's mission to go out and rescue those babies. And they were in China doing that specifically for that person, for that purpose. And they needed prayer for it. So this is what I'm saying. It's like you're, you're in the world. You're, you're in this bubble. So you're not oblivious to what's going on in the world. But how many people are spending their Friday night praying for something like that? Praying for people who need help. Praying for resources, praying that they're comforted by what they're seeing is devastating seeing something like that. If you can imagine and people out there rescuing and it's not a lot of people, it's a handful of people who are rescuing these babies. Just thinking about all the other things that are happening in the world that people are working for God's mission to help someone, to save someone, to rescue someone. To spread God's word in that way, just functioning in the world in a different kind of way to where you're not concerned about otherworldly things. Like what's going on in the media? What's going on with your favorite celebrity? Well, they need prayer too. They can be disciples too. You know, things about, you know, who got, who tattooed on their face and oh my goodness, what? These are things that People are concerned about, but there are other things in the world where people need our attention and people need our prayer. And I'm not coming here to condemn anybody. I'm just expressing that God wants us to overcome barriers. We might have some barriers that prevent us from focusing on his mission. Those barriers could be what we're doing with our time. Maybe we have habits where we're watching TV instead of spending devotional time with God. Maybe we're hanging out with our friends at the bar. Maybe we're drinking, we're smoking, we're turning up, we're partying. Maybe we're around some people who are fighting, you know, whatever, whatever it is. People who are arguing, we're around, you know, it's like we're just doing things that we should be able to enjoy ourselves and have a good life and have fun. Absolutely. These things can also be barriers from us spending time with God so that we can be in that bubble. So we can focus more on what God wants us to do. 
especially if you're a Christian. That's the main thing. If you're a believer, what barriers do you have that prevent you from abiding with God, spending that time with him? What barriers do you have that's preventing you from being focused on his mission to make disciples? Teaching other people about God. Maybe it's fear or anxiety. Like, do I really have to share how I feel about God with other people? Am I going to be walking? Like, what does that even look like making disciples? Am I going to be just walking up to people or just coming out of nowhere to people that I know in my life? Like, hey, let me share with you about God today. Maybe you're concerned or anxious about the reaction that you might get from people. That could be a barrier too. And you could pray. And ask God to give you, ask God to give you strength over that. But also that's why it's important to be around other people who can encourage you and give you some other ideas. Because I'm sitting at a microphone right now. And just spreading this message to you. I know it's going out around the world. This is something that I wouldn't say it's a stretch for me, but it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a comfort level here. And I'm still able to join in God's mission without making myself feel too anxious or scared. You know, I'm able to overcome a barrier and just do. And I know I will be challenged. So for those who are in the IE, I want to say the Inland Empire of California, the View Church is preparing for Easter. We're going to be going out into the community. So that's going to be a stretch. It's something that I've done before, but it's been a long time. It's going to be something new to invite people to come to church, to go out into the community and be a representative. You know, that's going to be something new. So it's like I'm stretching myself as well. You know, being focused on God's mission so that I can join in what he wants me to do. I have choices. I can do all kinds of different things this weekend. And that's something that I'm choosing to do. So it's just one day at a time. Just take it one day at a time. I know I am. One step at a time, whatever it is that you can do to advance the gospel. Maybe you're a good writer and you can write something to someone. You can write something to get the message out there and you have access. If you have access to a phone, a computer, social media, you have access to spread the gospel worldwide. You can use that platform if you like to talk. You can share your message. We have access to do it, thank goodness. And if you're a social person, you gather with a bunch of people, you go to regular meetings, whatever kind of meetings they may be, those are opportunities, even at your job, your sphere of influence. This is what we call your sphere of influence, like the people who are around you that you can influence. So wherever you're normally going, even if it's not like a church setting, but you can still share your testimony and find those opportunities. Because you're not just doing it for anybody because everybody's not going to receive it. But looking at those people who have a heart for God and sharing your testimony with that person, maybe that feels a little bit better for you to look at that first, have that discernment to say, you know, this person might be receptive for me to share my testimony. They might appreciate what I have to say right now. I think it might actually get through to them. It's just a start. Just one day at a time. So I just want to leave it there and stay on mission. We'll see what the next pod is going to bring, but this is something that I definitely want to continue 
um, with more guests. We're going to have conversations about making disciples, staying on mission. And we're going to enjoy ourselves too, because you can be a Christian and enjoy yourself too. You can have a good time. You can have a good life. And it's important that you see that as well. All right. So that does it for another episode of the First Fridays podcast. Make sure you come back for another one because we'll be back for another one and another one and another one. And I'm out.